What's up, everybody? You're listening to a recording of Northside Plugged. Most of our shows are done live on YouTube on Thursday nights starting around 730 Central, but I appreciate you tuning into our podcast. If you want to check us out on our social medias, make sure you search Northside Plugged on all your favorite social medias. You can find us that way. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Record. And awesome. All right. I hit record this time. I almost messed that up last time I was here solo, but welcome, everybody. Welcome again. Thank you all for tuning in. Go Blurs, Ped. Always go Blurs. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm going ma- to have my two co-hosts call in at some point to chat it up. Uh, they can call in whenever. I just wanted to first brief before. Uh, I think G- I'm going to have G-Money call in here shortly to kind of warm us up here. He is... He's going to call in here shortly, but first before that, I just want to talk about the snow problem here in Chicago. For all you Chicagoans that are here, um, this is the most nor'easter I've seen in this city. I know I've told people, whenever people, whenever I go home and people ask me, like, what it's the, what's the biggest differences in the winter weather, I usually say here it's just overall colder, usually a brisk, more of a brisk cold, but back northeast, I mean, we get pounded with snow all the time. I mean, when I came back from my freshman year, from my spring break freshman year, there were snow piles taller than me. That was when we had, I think, seven feet of snow almost in that whole winter. But here, this is the most snow I've seen in Chicago. I think it's it. they said it's the most snow they've seen in a couple of years, and I believe that's G-Money, so let's bring him in. Yo, G, give me a second. I got to turn down this music, my bad. Yo, 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 what's Yo, what's good, G-Money? How we doing? What's going on? Shout out Northside Plug. How y'all doing? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for calling in. How you doing out there up on the north? Now, you're true north side. How's it going up there on that north side? Bro, we got the most snow in the whole region. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. Got, in, in total, we got a foot and a half up here bro it was i've been shoveling like crazy <laughs> oh my gosh oh yeah that's why i wasn't able to make it because it's, it's just too crazy over here so i was like nah man i'll i gotta sit this one out unfortunately no like, i i always gotta be a part of Northside Plus. i don't blame <laughs> you and for, especially for you for like driving in this is like ridiculous like yeah, trying yeah, to find yeah, a parking it's... space trying to get out of your parking spot like my roommate bob shouts out bob and zach and rosie and pippa all back in the apartment they uh they got bob was trying to get out of the parking spot today and drive in the alley and got stuck so it's just the amount of snow that's just here is unbelievable and i don't blame anyone who has a car for not going anywhere because why would you want to like lose your spot potentially and then have to find another spot and then get back there so i don't blame you for not wanting to come down it's a pain in the butt and it's crazy because like nobody's leaving their house and like easily half of the streets are like you know you see cars that haven't been touched and it just makes it hard because you have those and then you have people that are uh calling dibs which is some bs mm-hmm. <laughs> oh so you're not a fan and of the spot savers so this okay i was thinking about it earlier i'm okay with it if either you, number one you're elderly hmm. number two not in no in no order or anything number one you're elderly number two you're disabled or number three like you have children or you're pregnant or something like that. Mm. You feel me? Like understandable okay. circumstances where you need the spot, this and that, whatever. Or if you like dug it out, you know, and, and everybody else didn't dug out, dig out their spot. Like you were the only one to dig it out. Then yeah. Okay. I understand this, but I'm seeing a lot of people just like barely shoveling out or not shoveling out at all. And then calling dibs and everything. And then it's like, okay, I get it. Like, 
we all want dibs, but at the same time, like, just because you want to, like, be close to your spot, everybody mm-hmm. wants to be close to their spot. Right. You know, I feel like everybody should just have the equal, fair opportunity. It's like either you get a spot or you don't. That's what it is, yeah. you know? So Yeah, that's why I really – way, go ahead, go ahead, finish. I was just going to say, either way, it's all the best, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's hard for everybody. So it's, <laughs> it's like – I'm not gonna get mad at anybody for it, you know, but it's it's just it can be annoying. Yeah, I yeah, I, oh no, I totally understand. Like if you tried to drive down here and you saw spot savers like all around this block, you would have been angry. And then if you came back later and someone took your spot and you had no chance up there in yeah. off Howard, it would have been a disaster. You'd ha- you'd probably be driving around for like an hour for like an hour trying to yeah. find a spot. So I don't blame you, but like I think if you take the time to bury like take out like to uncover your car, get it out so it's able to at least get on the street. I think you deserve to use a spot saver. If you spend like, I agree too. Because there's so much snow. Like, if you spend like an hour or something, like uh, my friend Nick, Fra- shouts uh, out Nick Frazier, he uh, tweeted out the other day. He was like, "Is it okay to use a spot saver if I shoveled for over an hour?" I said, "You absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, you absolutely deserve to use a spot saver absolutely, if you spent yeah. over an hour shoveling that snow, because there's yeah. because, <laughs> and I feel like most cars just aren't moving at this point. I've I have some pictures. I wish I could share them with people right now." of some cars that just look like they haven't moved and won't move till spring comes because they're just so covered in snow. There's just no point. It's Bro, unbelievable out there. I, I've, I've been uh, digging out my neighbors and stuff, and, like, I literally have a whole job tomorrow for somebody that hasn't moved at all during all this snow. And I was going to start doing it today, and I was, like, st- it was I was still anticipating to, to go to the show at this point, you know? So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I did what I had to do today. Um, and I'll, 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 I wanted to do it all today, but it was way too much. So I was like, okay, I'll just break it up. I'll finish this other person tomorrow, bro. Cause it literally, it's, it's a pain in the butt. It's insane. <laughs> it's like at the beginning, like Super Bowl, we, that's like Super Bowl weekend. We got a couple inches and then like during the week we got more and it just keeps piling up. It just like every week, yeah. it just seems like there's more snow or every day. It just feels like it's snowing. I don't, I feel yeah. like there's been more days where it ha- there's been more days where it's been snowing than it hasn't been snowing in the month of February. I just feel yeah, like every time yeah. I wake up and look out my window, I just see more snow falling and it's just scary. Yeah. It's and a, it sucks, insane. man. Cause you just, you know, there's a lot of old people out here, bro. And, and I mean, last, last week I, I busted my, my, my ish, <laughs> you know, and, and kind of hurt my arm a little bit. So it's just like, I worry shout out suburb. Um, he hurt himself on the ice, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, I mean, we're young and durable. So, barring a, a a bad injury you know it's like well we're more than likely to shake it off but i really worry about all these old folks out here you know because mm-hmm. it, it's it's slippery and mm-hmm. and you know they can't a lot of them can't shovel themselves out mm-hmm. and a lot of people you know still need to go out and get in their groceries you know a lot of these older folks are trying to get the vaccines oh, you know yeah. it's it's, it's a lot a going point. out here and, and the snow is just hindering a lot of people i mean texas is in shambles right now you know mm-hmm. yeah and like yeah to look at it outside of chicago like the whole like a bunch of the midwest great plains like all the way down to texas they're getting mm-hmm. sh- snow and it's so cold that they never record this much this like this kind of winter yeah. it's like texas is receiving like a northern a northeastern winter right now with the way it's been yeah. below zero all these days and it's, it's crazy because if you look on twitter and you see all these people who are in these texas apartments and houses that like these houses aren't built for the cold like they're no, not, not meant for that and a lot of them are just like falling apart and it's so crazy to think about how that that's happening and like 
and people and some people still don't want to believe climate change is real climate change works both ways <laughs> global it's climate change is real people it can work for both to, yeah. uh, both extremes so like if you don't yeah. like <laughs> it just it just amazes me that people still believe it especially after a week like this where the whole country where a majority of the country was basically shut down from like back-to-back mm. snowstorms just piling and just hitting the majority of the united states yeah i'm telling you man like texas is like a second home to me i've i've been i mean i haven't been to texas a couple of years because of now covid and whatnot but um more than likely i would be going there like once twice a year to go visit family and i've got friends over there and stuff too um literally bro like when, when i was a kid and when i was younger going over there i mean i remember the first time we ever got snow it was it was a minimal amount of snow over there mm-hmm. and, and it was christmas it was a christmas day and we were just like all like I mean, obviously, I'm from Chicago, for, so for me, it was nothing. But my, for my family, they were all, like, the ones that are straight from uh, Texas and not from Chicago, they were, like, so ecstatic, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it, funny now because it's like it's like that with times 10 for them. Mm-hmm. For like, my younger cousins, for example, and they're, they're just, they're having a ball out there enjoying the snow. But then it's like, I've got other people out there that, have no uh have no heat you know yeah, have no heat in their house that's I mean, the scariest part that, um you know the roofs didn't cave in or anything but but still i mean that's a terrible situation especially when you're in an area where you're not you're not used to that you know mm-hmm. here where we we can kind of be we can we got the thick skin for it we're used to it but when you're in texas yeah. or you know in those areas where it's you're used to warm when you get hit with something so drastic it really throws you off, man. It's it's it's. I'm praying for people out there. Yeah, there's not much you can really prepare for when a storm like this come comes in and just takes the electric and heat for. It seems like multiple days at this point. I know a bunch of people in. Te- it seems like Texas is just in a state of emergency right now, trying to get the power. Which I found interesting. I found out that they're on their own power grid. I guess like the country's like split in two, mm-hmm. but Texas is on its own power grid, which is like wow. kind of biting them in the butt at this point because there's not no one from outside can really do anything until unless they get in there. So that's, yeah. that's kind of scary, but I am praying for all those people and like all those who are still without heat, without electricity, hopefully they have enough food and enough like people around them to kind of keep them sane and keep them healthy at this point, because it's a, uh, it is really scary. And like, and they're not, u- like you said, they're not used to it. Like I, I remember a couple of years ago when like, I remember seeing like in the, around the Atlanta area, Atlanta, Georgia, getting like an inch of snow and they shut down the whole state. I just can't imagine what would happen if they like it's what's happening now is if they get like six to eight inches and like everything yeah. just is freezing because there's just like nothing they can do. They don't have the, they don't have the plows. They don't have the salt shakers. Exactly. They don't have like all the shovel. They don't have like the crew or the resources necessary to kind of solve this problem right now. That's why they're looking at other yeah. States to kind of help them out. And it's just really scary. Yeah. hundred percent, bro. I'm uh, as I, as I'm on the phone here uh, talking to you, I'm also on Facebook, and I have a friend that, uh, like I said, he lives in Texas. This is the same one that uh, has no no, no heat. Mm-hmm. He took pictures of, of him going to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Literally all of the shelves are empty, bro. Produce, uh, produce mm-hmm. is completely empty. Uh, like, bakery goods and stuff, you feel me? Like, any, like any wow. type of deli, like, all that type of stuff mm-hmm. is... is I'm talking about there's nothing in the shelves, bro. Completely empty. That's cr- that's insane. I know it's completely empty. Yeah, I just hope all those people are helping those who can't get out, like you said, like the elderly or the people with families who can't yeah. like make the time to go out to the grocery store. 
at least trying to help them get the essentials right now because it's crazy down there. And even today when I was walking in Chicago, like some of the like not all the sidewalks are still shoveled, which is insane if you don't shovel a sidewalk. That if you own the building and you don't shovel the sidewalk around it, then you're just you're just lazy at this point. But Yeah. <laughs> Bro, this gee, this this uh all this snow has showed a lot of people's true colors it shows that people are lazy and it shows that uh oh i had another word bro there was one more word damn i'm gonna get back to you on that one. <laughs> lazy for sure mm-hmm. and it, and like for me and, and even my roommates like we've seen people like get stuck in the like stuck in the snow and we've just like instinctually just like trying to go out and try to help them as much as they can like when yeah. even when my roommate got bob got stuck in the alley today someone from across the alley like came out to help him first before he got me and zach from inside the house it was just it's amazing because there is some people it is show the laziness and it also shows a good side in people that want to help others when they're absolutely when they're stuck in these snow banks because these snow banks are humongous it's literally up to my kneecaps at every block and there's some snow banks that are over my head it, it's un, it's insane i've wow. never seen any snow like this in chicago i've only seen this amount of snow in my in back in hansen never really seen anything like this here Emily said the wow. only good thing about my car being in the shop for two weeks now is you no know, dinging out. Yeah, that is good now, Emily, but good luck finding a spot when you have to take it out of the <laughs> shop. That's going to be the hard part because if there's any spot savers on that street, you're going to be SOL trying to look for a spot. <laughs> hey, I got to stress something for the people that have never seen Boss Dan in full life, in, in real life. He said that, the, that there's some snowbanks that are as tall as him. That is a tall snowbank. <laughs> Very that large snowbank. That is a snowbank. big snowbank, just to let y'all know. Because, damn, Boss Dan is a tall man. Yeah, there are some <laughs> that are insane. Like, I actually looked the snowbanks in the eyes. And I'm just like, holy crap, wow. there's been this much snow that's came in this time. It's, un- it's crazy when I see all that snow there. It's just That's nuts. I've literally, I've like, I think, I'm trying to think of the worst snow I've seen in Chicago before this. I want to say my freshman year, there was, like, a Super Bowl, Super Bowl snowstorm. I think that mm-hmm. that might have been the most that I've seen. I can't think of another yeah. time. But like, so for me, bro, I could say that for sure was a big one. Ten years ago, like I want to say it was like winter of 2010, 2010 going into twenty eleven. Mm-hmm. So it would have been our freshman year of high school. Um, oh, yeah. That was was really crazy. That I think that would have been like the last big super blizzard that we had. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that we've had a few, man. We've we've we we've definitely had our fair share. It, it like it snows bad, and then you have one. I would say every like ten, fifteen, maybe twenty years, where it's it's something like this. Yeah, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something that's just out of the ordinary and very. It's memorable. It's gonna be one of those months that you remember as the month where it just didn't stop snowing. February twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's gonna be the month that it didn't stop snowing in the city of Chicago. And the, the, the worst part about this is that the worst part about snowstorms like this is that it's going to stay cold for a while. So mo- the snow is going to stay for a long time. Yeah. It's going to stay for a while, which is even more, yeah. which is even worse. Well, I mean, we're going to be in kind of, the, yeah, the 30s-ish, and it's going to snow a couple more times in the next week. So hopefully yeah, Unbelievable. maybe some of it will melt with more some snow. sun. But more yeah, snow. we're going to be living with this for a minute. All right. That's I'm just I just pray for you and all my car owners out there who have to deal with <laughs> uncovering Thank their you, car, trying to get it out of its spot, saving the spot, getting finding a spot whenever you go get to your destination and all that all that jazz. I just feel I just feel for those people and I'm really lucky that I don't have a car right now cuz 
I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely uh, got some pros and cons for sure, you know. But mm-hmm. I don't – it sucks, but I don't I don't so much mind it. You kind of just got to maneuver how you can. I mean, obviously, I would love to be at Northside Plug right now, but, mm-hmm. you know. We, we make do. Yeah, of course. There's things that, there's things out of your control, and I like I said, I t- totally get why uh, you didn't want to travel, because especially if you have to shovel today and tomorrow, it's a lot of energy that it's going to take, and to drive all yeah, the way here and back, it would just be a pain. A lot of factors. Yeah, that's what's crazy is about a this snowstorm. Yeah, it just affects, it, it affects everything. It just, you don't really think about it until it happens. I mean, we've been so used to being inside, so I guess that's not totally out of the norm. But yeah. mo- like usually in these snowstorms, you just don't go anywhere, and like you're you're yeah. just like stuck inside your house. But it that doesn't seem unusual right now because we've been stuck like that for a year. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so it's yeah. almost like routine at this point to just be like, oh, I can't leave my house because there's just conditions outside that are forcing me to stay inside. Bet I got yeah. this, <laughs> except for those essential items like food and everything. I actually did food. <laughs> sh- I did food shopping today, and it was actually wasn't as crowded as I thought it was gonna be but yeah it's uh, not as bad yeah it's not as bad i think because people were stocking up over the past couple weeks as the snow piled up but i had to do my yeah, first yeah. first run in a couple weeks and because i was running low on a lot of things the key is to go either like early in the morning or like kind of in the daytime it's mm-hmm. once you hit the evening and the night that's mm-hmm. when it gets packed and everybody's you know mm-hmm. yeah if you go there at like four or five o'clock you might like it's mm-hmm. going to be the busiest it's going to be so you gotta i went we went early afternoon luckily so it wasn't bad uh, it was good timing for us there, definitely. Bro, I remember when uh, back when I was working at Mariano's, mm-hmm. um, and I was working produce, and um, so at that Mariano's, like you would, it was it was a three story uh, building, mm-hmm. and shout out shout out uh, Lawrence and Ravens with Mariano's, that's the best Mariano's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, just to just to put it out, there. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, you would go in on the first floor, and then. It's, to get to the like main store mm-hmm. you got to go up the escalator mm. so that's the second floor and so i would be working in produce and as soon as you go up the escalator that's the produce department mm-hmm. so literally bro at like five o'clock because <laughs> it's right um that mariano's is right by a metro mm-hmm. uh, metro station gotcha everybody at five o'clock gets off of the train and go straight up to Mariano's. I'm talking about, bro, it literally in two seconds, it, it goes from, like, pretty chill and quiet to packed. Just packed, packed. In, in a snap. Nuts. Just like that. You know, so mm-hmm. that just that's just a little uh, perspective. <laughs> yeah, a little perspective on the on the food shopping, on the supermarket industry. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Fun facts. <laughs> fun, fun facts. <laughs> I love that. Um we like to shake it up here on Northside Plug. Give oh, you all the, in, the the secret info. Yeah, we like to give you. Yeah, we love to give inside scoops on everything you can here at <laughs> Northside Plug. That's what we're all about. Is giving giving you the facts, giving you the scoops, the real stories. Yeah. <laughs> so how you doing besides that, G Money? Everything else good? Doing good, man. Glad to uh, glad to be talking to you. Enjoying uh, Northside Plug from from my end as much as I can. You know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. How about you, bro? How you doing? I'm doing great. Um. I don't know. It's been a little bit of a weird week, but um, I don't know. It always gets better as soon as I come here. I just kind of, it's kind of a, I don't know why, but this is always a space for me to kind of start preparing for the weekend, I guess. Because like I come, I like come here and I'm just like, I know like when I'm on my way here, I'm like, all right, I only have like one thing and then it's like the weekend and there's always just so much coming with the weekend. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. But with all the snow, it's just been kind of crazy. Um, started a new diet this week with my roommate Zach, which is awful. Diets are terrible. True. Diets are good for you brutal. though. It's. Uh, I mean, it was one of those things where I'm gonna we're gonna try it. We tried it. It's funny. We actually did this. It's called keto, which is basically low carb. Uh, we yeah. we did this back last February. It actually worked pretty well for us. We did pretty great. And then we were like, oh, let's continue for March because, like, we're on a good streak. We might as well keep it going. And then everything shut down. So then we, we decided if we're going to be stuck inside all the time, we're not going to be on a diet. Uh, so, <laughs> but at this point, we've decided, we're just like, we, we've we eaten so much, so terribly over these past 11 I months. Feel you though, a yeah. lot of yeah. takeout that it was time for a change. And the best part about this diet is, I, I don't order out, so I spent a lot more at the grocery store than I usually do, but I won't have to pay mm. for any outside meals for the next couple of weeks. Sure. So yeah, it's yeah. all about trade-off in that front. Got to balance, yeah, trade-off, exactly. Opportunity cost. Exactly. Yeah. Economic yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah, for all my business students out there, you know. Shouts, yep. out, shouts out Quinlan. Shouts out the Quinlan School of Business. Shout out Quinlan. Shouts out Quinlan. <laughs> shout out Keith. Always got to shout out Keith. Always shouts out Keith Lambrick. Shouts out my man. <laughs> For keeping it real, holding down the sports That's management the man, department. Bro. That is the I man. feel like, bro, I feel like there's no Northside plugs without Keith Lambert, bro. Honestly, that's kind of true. I, <laughs> I, I agree with that. I kind of agree with that. He's like, an, he's like an indirect, like he, he didn't have anything specifically to do with like us getting the opportunity of Northside plug, but I think just the whole, I, I think for you and you and I at least, like, you know, being in the sports management program, I, I and him being the the basically the top dog of the sports management program, I think that's kind of the the direct line of it. You know, mm-hmm. like he's he kind of is the backbone of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he leads that department now. Once uh, once uh, Gr- Professor Gramada, once Sarah Gramada left, she he kind of took over as the head honcho of the sports management program. Yeah, because I remember we were taking, I believe it was sports law. When we first started Northside Plugged, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think because that we took that what junior year or senior. Year? Oh, it must not have been. No, because we no. Well, I don't remember. To be honest, I don't remember. Bro. I thought we had. I thought we oh, had. Lambert. No, you know what it was, bro. I think I remember. I think it was senior year, first semester we took that class, I believe. And then it was uh, second semester where we started Northside Plugs. Yes, I could be wrong. But I, I think, think no, I, I think you're right because that was definitely senior year was mm-hmm. finance. I don't remember. I have what a it gut is. feeling it was senior year too. I don't remember for sure, but I think. But so. yeah, I think I either think, way that class is hard. <laughs> yeah, that 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 huge paper was ridiculous. Which is funny. Yeah, my man. paper I wrote about NCAA likeness and how they didn't use them. They don't make the video games anymore because of likeness reasons. And now they're going to make a new football game in 2024 yeah. so i guess i'll have to revisit that paper and see what i said about what would happen <laughs> in the future because they're going to remake this game shortly here and it's going to be that's True. going to be interesting that's not full circle right mm-hmm. full circle exactly crazy <laughs> crazy how those I things did my work paper on marijuana and sports mm, yes i remember keith was kind of iffy about the topic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was like I'm going for it, man. Well, it's it, it's funny because now a lot of the leagues, I know the NBA and the NFL have taken marijuana off their drug of the like yeah. off their uh, illegal drugs list. So like if they test positive for that, they're not going to do anything because I yeah, think yeah yeah because I think your paper probably said this, and I'm thinking about this now. Like 
like marijuana and like THC in general is just a good way to de-stress and it's better than over-the-counter drugs. So for all these athletes to be be smoking a joint rather than popping a couple (laughs) pills, I mean, I feel like that's much better in the long term. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And I I mean, bro, like I feel like like marijuana, bro, it's it's multi-purpose, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like I feel like if you're if you're injured as an athlete and you know i'm not i can't name something like off the top of my head in terms of injuries but like say you have this physical injury you know and you you got to take medication well that's cool it's going to help that injury but it might have side effects Mm -hmm. it might you know you don't know what what else it's going to do and i feel like with marijuana again depending on the injury you know not only is it going to help physically Mm -hmm. not fully but it definitely is going to help but mentally man oh like like that Mm -hmm. that's i feel like the game changer Mm -hmm. and i think like with the the balance and the overall like i'm getting kind of like metaphysical with it but like (laughs) circulation of of like your mind your body and your spirit are all kind of healing at the same time you know and you already have the the i would say increased healing abilities being an athlete because you're just such in great shape especially being a professional Mm -hmm. um I, I just think marijuana, like in certain certain circumstances, is like definitely the way to go. You know, absolutely, and it's 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 better than a lot of those over the counter drugs because those become much more addictive than marijuana can. And the THC has been proven to not just like help with those things, but also relax the players in general. So uh, I yeah yeah I agree with you on that for sure. Yeah, because I mean I can I can just say from from my own perspective, not on the athlete side, but man like just mentally and and because i used to get uh, a lot of migraines and i still get them here and there but mm-hmm. i mean to this day man like ever wow man it, marijuana definitely help can definitely help a lot of things for sure mm-hmm. for sure and you know I, i'm not in no way do i promote drugs or anything but just through my own perspective or in experience um like i can really advocate for the for the medicinal benefits of marijuana for sure like i would i would definitely recommend it mm-hmm. absolutely you know but but when it's but when it's the problem is some people either don't know how to use it or you know just get out of control with it and it overtakes their life like that's when it becomes a problem right you know so it's like you you have to know how to balance it and you got to know how 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 much and you know just kind of know your dose of, of what's good for you yeah you know that's that's the best way to mm-hmm. use it absolutely you got to know your limits and you know and they always say too much of anything is never a good thing so you got to just exactly. learn to like pace and uh just kind of know your limits on everything basically uh emily 100%. emily brings this up at the point i actually didn't know this emily said that weed companies are starting to sponsor endurance athletes because some of them mm. will smoke so they don't get bored on like 30 mile runs or long rides and that's things dope. like that that actually makes a lot of sense i mean that's totally great i feel like that happened i mean remember when michael phelps got like in super trouble for admitting that he smoked marijuana like one of the greatest olympic athletes yeah. ever admitted that he might smoke marijuana and everyone's like oh my gosh like i can't believe it <laughs> this man's a national icon how can he be doing all this <laughs> stuff it was just so funny the, the outrage and now however many years we're at later 
there all these states are making it legalized and it's becoming more and more of a norm yeah it's just funny how much we've come and how much we've grown as a country and as a society in these past decade or so and that's perfectly proven by what emily's saying about companies uh, a weeds uh, company sponsoring athletes like that's just hilarious yeah that's just awesome yeah no that's a great point i I think that's really cool because you said like how or she said um uh, how runners can get bored and i'm like like i've never i've always loved playing sports and you know i love basketball and soccer because it's in terms of running it's it's a lot of back and forth which which i'm a big fan of mm-hmm. um but I, i've always hated like long distance running and and never really understood like i I was just never the type of person to to really be able to do that because mm-hmm. and it's because of that mentality thing it's and this is I hope Justin's listening right now because he could probably um, make a great point on this because he's a, a track star himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, if you're doing 30 miles, it's just like, I can't even imagine how like mentally boring and like also just like you're just stuck in your head. Just mm-hmm. like, okay, I got to go 29, 30, 31, you know, like, mm-hmm. so yeah, with all- I, I feel like <laughs> it's a more entertaining uh run (laughs) yeah it makes it that much better when you have to do those things (laughs) i think the big thing with like individual sports like that whether it be long distance running swimming tennis golf Mm -hmm. it's so much of a mental game because you're you're your own teammate there's no one else to kind of bounce things off of or like someone else to pick you up when you're down there's just so much mental strain and mental you just have to be so mentally tough to do those things and be at the compete at the highest level in these individualist sports that there are some people who want to kind of get out of their head for a little bit. And maybe that's what marijuana yeah. does for them, or maybe it helps, helps it helps them stay active on those long runs. So you zone in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You either zone out or you zone in. <laughs> <laughs> it affects everyone different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that goes back to the point, you know, it's just, you got to know, um, you got to know how it affects you and know, know what's best for you, man. And, and it's super important. And mm-hmm. I, I think I'm very happy we're having this conversation, man. Cause I think it's, it's important. And especially with, with the, re- the direction that, you know, the world is moving in, this is something that has to be talked about. You know, mm-hmm. it can't be this, this just like, I don't know, like everybody knows about it, but nobody wants to talk about it type mm-hmm. of thing. It's like, no, we, we got to talk about the real stuff. And especially if it's something that, can be beneficial like there's no there's no reason to keep it under the bus mm-hmm. especially as we as our generation gets older and we begin if not have already to you know um create the next generation mm-hmm. you know and, and it's that marijuana is going to be a huge aspect of their lives i don't know mm-hmm. how yet i just mean more so industry-wise you know because they're going to grow up in a world where marijuana is normalized like it's not going to be anything to them like for us it was still like oh you know like Mm -hmm. oh yeah Mm, oh i know it took a while type of thing yeah this it's going to take a while for the kind of all those stigmas to kind of uh to really go away like all the stigmas that have Mm -hmm. been created about it like all you know all the classic movie scenes of like like your cheech and chong's your days and confused like all those classic stoner like of like old school like you know what I'm talking about. Just like all those yeah, stigmas. How high. Yeah, like how high. Yeah, exactly. Half baked. Half baked. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like all the stigmas that are in those movies, and I think we're moving away from those. But like you said, yeah. it's going to be like the next generation that kind of it, they're not going to see it as that because they just accept that it's a normal thing. Like they don't 
they're yeah. not going to worry about all that stuff because it's just part of their daily lives or part of their part of their culture after a certain point. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I feel like too, just kind of like going based off of the history of like, just because marijuana, you know, marijuana was illegalized because they basically wanted what, like put to put the tax on it or something like that. You know, they were trying mm-hmm. to finesse and make money. Exactly. Not, not, not so much because, oh, it was a dangerous, <laughs> but it was like, oh, you know, if you want to use it, you got to have, you got to you know, pay taxes. You got to go through this legal system. Mm-hmm. You got to pay a certain yeah. amount of money, you know, in yeah. simplest simplistic terms and my point being is that it's crazy how you know that was not too far long ago but still a far way back and we're seeing just you know through generations over time um you know things become normalized and i think that goes with also where we are you know with the problem of racism for example in our country you know and it's just like i mean these are two different you can't compare them, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, it's it's taken generations and generations for us to be able to slowly but surely, like, basically, as totality of all people, like, know that what are the truths, right? What are the truths, and how can we just better ourselves as a, as a society to not, you know, discriminate, basically, mm-hmm. not discriminate whether it's it's beneficial pharmaceuticals or discriminate from people who are all equal, mm-hmm. you know, and the root of the problems of where we've, ha- we've been at with both of those is, is to be straight up greedy white folks, you know, greedy white folks that want to hoard all the, all the, the, ben- the benefits mm-hmm. to themselves and everybody else just has to, you know, make ends meet or everybody has to fight, for what they should be you know what everybody should be entitled to not just because you're white you know yeah, yeah and just you're... because you're white you, you get to smoke weed you know just because you're white you get to go to this certain place you know mm-hmm. it's like no we have to keep moving forward so that eventually uh future generations our future kids can live in a world where they're not even thinking about oh marijuana is is anything they're not thinking about oh you know, black people or Mexicans are bad, you know, that mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the, I think a lot of people have been kind of realizing as more, as more, as marijuana becomes more legalized in more and more states, I think people want to kind of go back to all those people that have been arrested on marijuana charges, whatever, whatever it be, like holding, selling, dealing, whatever it is. There are a lot of people who want to like, like be like, hey, if it's like legal now, then can't these people like, get out of prison because like they were wrongfully accused or all these things it's and i i agree with you with that it's going to take it's going to take some time for it to kind of go in the direction that people that the majority of society wants in the way mm-hmm. that it's looked at the way it's handled in the legal system and all these things because yeah, yeah you can say like all these states can legalize it but they always warn you it's like it's not legal at a federal level so if you take it over state borders like you're going to be in trouble <laughs> So it's going to be a yeah. while before it kind of is just like a normal thing and like dispensaries are as common as liquor stores. But I think it will yeah. happen in our lifetimes, absolutely. Yeah, 100%, man. It's, it's, it's just all about pushing the envelope. And I think, that's, I think that's what our generation really is, bro. It's just like with everything that's going on, and especially, um, you know, after the year that we had in 2020, um, I think it just really encapsulated what, 
what our mission is as a generation. Um, you know, it's like we may not live to see everything that we want to see mm-hmm. happen in the world, but I think we are the generation wholeheartedly that is going, as, you know, the, the, the late great Tupac said, you know, we'll be the ones to to light the flame. Or he was like, uh, he's going to be the one to ignite the spark, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's what our generation really is. It's like we're the ones that are going to ignite the, the the spark, this next spark for the new generations to come to be like, okay, you know, we need we need everything to be to be right. We can't be living in these twisted, crazy world that we live in. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because we've we've been saying it when we talk about the the elections or with um, Black Lives Matter, mo- the Black Lives Matter movement, and all the protests. We just we've we've just been repeating it, and like it's the same theme. It's just that like the, our group, our generation, and the generation next to us are going to be the ones that really pushes the envelope and changes what we and makes the changes that we want to see in this yeah. in this country. Yeah, no doubt, man. So we just gotta keep pushing. <laughs> always keep pushing. Always keep pushing. Hundred percent. Shall we segue, my friend? Yeah, of, of course. You're, you're in the hot seat, so <laughs> you got to take charge. All right, <laughs> I'll segue. So, um, I know we're gonna get Justino in a little bit, but before you, before I get him on, and I want to get your thoughts on this, let me bring this up real quick so all the people at home can see. So, if you haven't heard, the NBA All Star Game has officially announced that they're gonna be holding it on Sunday, March seventh, and they're gonna be having all the events on one day. So they're going to have the skills challenge and the three-point contest right before the game. They're going to have the dunk contest at halftime. And um, it's going to be all in one night in Atlanta, I believe. And the first results, the start, the results for the starters were released today. Hold on, give me a second here. Um, oh, I messed up my camera. Oh, okay, there I am. Transition. All right, cool. So, if you, so now if people can see it on the screen is the all-star voting results. Basically, so the way that the voting worked, for those of you who are unaware, um, basically basically the what they have is they have the fan vote, which takes up 50% of the weight, and then they have a player vote and a media vote that take up the other two 25%, and they take three guys from the front court and two from the guards pool as their starters from each conference, and then they'll bring on the reserves – uh, I believe they're announcing the reserves on Tuesday, and oh. that's where they'll kind of fill up the teams with everyone that else that's remaining. Uh, I, I don't know if you were able to see the results, but I just want to hear your th- any opening thoughts about those, G? Um, here, I let me pull them up right now. I saw the West. Yeah, so the West. Uh, the East, yeah. So the, so the Eastern Con- – oh, where did it go? Okay. So the Western Conference starters, uh, LeBron James is your captain again, uh, Nikola Jokic and Kawhi Leonard. And then Stephen Curry and Luka Doncic are your other Ooh. two starters. Um, and if you look at the vote, um, the polls, the way that it's done is um, is uh, it was actually funny because Luka and Damian technically had the same weighted score because because of the way the polls worked. But because Luka had a larger fan vote, he is technically the oh, starter man. and beat out Damian. So, yeah. yeah, so that was that's those are the Western Conference starters, and then you and then Kevin Durant is the captain in the East, with Giannis and Embiid, and then Bradley Beal and Kyrie Irving are the other two starters. 
and I believe they're going to do it the same as last year, where in the year before that, where they draft teams. So it's going to be Team LeBron and yeah. uh, Team KD that are going to draft from the player pool. They first take from the starters, and then they take from the player pool in general. Um, so uh, initially, off the bat, one of the things that I notice, or one of the things that I'm happy about, is Bradley Beal finally getting the recognition he deserves. The poor man sure. has been in Washington last year without John Wall. This year with kind of a, a ragtag group just kind of throwing up 40 point games all over the place trying to will his team to victory i'm just happy he's finally getting the re- recognition he deserves and it's going to be be a starter in an all-star game yeah no i agree man and <clears throat> washington has had a tough season so mm. it, it at least they get something you know because i i know it's, it's it's always nice when you're when you're a losing team but whether they're a starter or whether they're reserved like when it's all-star and you still get to see a player um, in the game, it just always makes you feel a little bit better about your team, you know. So I know Washington fans are are happy about that. Um, I would say my like initial takeaway, I I think the East, yeah, that's the East is Gucci, the West. Uh, I'm happy with. It. I would say the only thing, and I mean, it seems like the fan voting is, is just kind of it is what it is type of thing. But I would definitely, if I had the choice, I would definitely put Damian Lillard as a starter over yeah, Luca. I think a lot of people sure. agree with that, but because the fan vote weighs so heavily mm. on the way it's done that Luca gets yeah. the advantage because everyone wants to vote Luca. Yeah, it's it's no knock to Luca, bro. And I think no. I'm not mad with, with with the start. You know, I think he's well deserving. It's just like you know, you have Damian Lillard. Even when CJ McCollum and uh, Nurkic were were healthy. They were balling, you know, and with mm-hmm. them being out and he's had to step up. Of course he's delivering, man, and <laughs> still mad about that Bulls game, bro. <laughs> and Damian you'll really never get over that one, butts, will you? But he gamed our butts, bro. I was <laughs> blown, but we digress. Um yeah, man, I think he's he should definitely have been a starter. Yeah, I, but I, everybody else I think it's good, man. I think mm-hmm. you can't I, go wrong with anything else. Yeah, I think looking at the rest of the starters, I think that's really the only one that I'd argue with. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Kyrie is a little, like, I don't know. But, like, I guess the way the Nets are playing, you're going to put someone on the Nets as the second starter. Because it's funny, it's mm-hmm. it's Bradley Beal, Kyrie. I would put Kyrie as a starter, bro. He's, I think he's been hooping. I think yeah. it's just... I think there's been a lot going on with him that's just kind of like mm, that's very diluted, true. yeah, diluted his not not his persona, do I want to say, but just like his his public perception mm. overall, and I think that affects how people view him as a basketball player, you know. But if you yeah. just look at him as a basketball player and how he's produced while he's been on the court, wow! I mean, this has mm. been one of his best seasons, to be honest, man. He's been hooping. Yeah, very very true. That's a very good point. He has been hooping a lot, and he has. Um, and it's funny because, like, he gets all this scrutiny for, like, missing those games. And people are like, oh, like, what kind of player is this? And, like, he goes on the court and then just drops, like, 35 on, a re- on like, a regular <laughs> basis. And he can just do yeah. it that well. And that's what's really nice when you're one of the best players in the world is that – one of the best guards in the world is that you can miss a couple games, come back into rhythm, and still be able to drop 35 or 40 on any given night. Yeah. So um, – As we speak, they're playing – the Nets and Lakers are playing right now, bro. Oh, boy. That's, that's a great game. Is that on TNT? It's on TNT, yes, sir. I don't, I don't know. Mm. If you have any, uh, we can keep the conversation going. I'll just see what's going on real quick in terms of the, the, the score. That's okay. I was I would I was hoping that was going to be a West Coast game because then I'd at least catch a little bit of it. But that's fine. They'll play again later, and they'll play, probably play each other in the finals. Let's be honest. Oh wait, uh, no, it's not going on right now. I'm sorry. It's, it starts at eight or nine. 
No, nine. Oh, let's so, go. So, yeah, Nate, you will be able to catch I'll get, I'll get some of it when I get home. Excellent. Yes, Wonderful. Sir. I'd love to hear that. Um, I think, I mean, I think I'm just saying that I didn't want Kyrie to be a starter only because I believe that either Jalen or Zach Levine should should have been starters. And that's just, that's just going to be biased, obviously, because I think like, but even Zach Levine, I think like Zach Levine technically has a better weighted score than Jalen because, because of the, he has a better player rank, which is interesting to see. Um, I mean, I. I think Zach Levine. I think it would be robbery not to have Zach Levine, Zach Levine as a as an All Star. Mm-hmm. But I I think um, what's it called? Going with where they're at. I think Bradley yeah. Beal definitely yeah. deserved it, man. That that man has been hoping. Bro. Yeah, that man <laughs> deserves it more than anyone. And it'll, I mm-hmm. believe it's no, it's a second All Star game. Second All Star game. But um. Because he was an all star last year, I believe. But yeah, he definitely deserves cool, the, the starter. Yeah, wasn't he an all star last year? Am I correct this on that? Is, this one's his third. Third all star. Oh, my the graphic right now. Oh, yeah, my apologies, Brad. I, I'm sorry, Bradley. I didn't mean to disrespect you like that. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad he's starting. And like, I think everywhere else across the board, I mean, I'm arguing with Kyrie, but that's because I'm biased and I would rather see Zach Levine or Jalen Brown in there. But those guys will you be. You just mad because he did, bro. <laughs> nah, I don't care about him. I, I got Kemba Walker <laughs> now, salty. man. That's- that's some Boston salt right it there. Is a li- it is a li- there is a little salt in that take. I will admit that. There is definitely some salt in that take. <laughs> no, I feel you. I'd be salty too. Yeah. But uh, but like we, but on Tuesday is when they'll announce the reserves. I don't know how deep they go in like the front court and the guards, but it, right. I'm assuming if they take the top five at least from the front court and the guards, then mm. then Zach Levine and Jalen Brown will both be all-stars this time. Oh, man. They, they all deserve They both it, deserve been- that. There's gonna be a lot. I mean, Devin Booker also. Um, who else? Oh, he has to be an All Star. I think Zion. Has to be an yeah, uh, Zion. Zion might be an All Star as well. First All Star game for him. That would be cool. I I would like if he's if he becomes an All Star. That's cool. But I think like I don't know. I think he can go either way. Mm-hmm. If there's more like well deserving players, I think you got to give it to them. But mm-hmm. you know, I I think he's definitely he's if he's not an All Star this year, he's going to be an All Star in the future, no doubt about oh, it. Oh, absolutely. And I, the interesting thing, I, I haven't even thought about this. I just kind of thought about it as we were talking. I wonder what they're going to do if any players decide to just opt out, like if they don't want to play because of the mm. like COVID protocols or like anything like that. Because I know a couple of weeks ago, a couple uh, like Darren Fox was saying, like, I don't think we should have an all-star game. I think that's stupid, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Kind of like that. And, like, I'm just curious if, like, any player will just be like, yeah, I'm glad I was voted, but – I don't want to go there. I'm just going to take the time. Yeah. I'm going to take the day off for myself and not try to go outside my bubble or whatever they want to describe it as. I'm really curious because yeah. usually because sometimes we see players who like are voted, but they just have a bad timely injury. So then they get replaced mm-hmm. by someone else on the roster. I'm just curious if, if it, if we'll see anyone that chooses to opt out because of COVID related issues, not necessarily yeah. other, other injury related issues, if that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I got a feeling like this. M- the majority of the All Stars, whether they're starters or reserves, I think they'll uh, like if they get selected. I think they'll they'll be a part of it. They'll want to be a part of it. And uh, I don't know, man. I feel like because uh, you know the NBA is just one big fraternity basically. And mm-hmm. I think you know when they all have their protocols at this point. I I think they. I think at this point, like it's either like a mistake or, or you're just being careless in the sense of if you're an NBA player and you catch COVID, you know, I, yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to, you may have scenarios where it just, you know, it's 
out of your control. It just kind of happened, you know, but I think there's also, and probably more than not, cases that do happen or, you know, the player is being careless and then boom, they go play a game or practice with the team. And, you know, next thing you know, four or five players have the, have the, the virus. Right. Um, so with that being said, I feel like there's a lot of confidence with the players, you know, and I think, I think they'll feel pretty safe overall. And I think the NBA will do a, a more than good job of, of making sure that everything is safe. Yeah, I know Adam Silver in a in a message to the media stressed that the they're doing it for the fans, and it's funny yeah. someone replied and said, "Yeah, the fans don't really." Want, it's like they were like the fans, the city of Atlanta, and the players all don't want it. But that's just like an extreme <laughs> thing. We're like it, they're just like assuming what a few people have said. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I'm I'm just really I hope I think I I want it to happen. I just hope that nothing bad is a result of yeah, them yeah. forcing this upon us, if that makes sense. I don't know if it's necessarily yeah. forcing. It takes one, man. That's what's scary. Yeah, exactly. It takes one positive to be in that bubble, and then all the and then imagine if all those all-stars got infected. Like, all yeah, your tested stars, positive. Bro, like, all the best players in the league get it get it in that weekend, and then it's just. That's scary. That and then is the whole, scary. And then wow, the whole league scary. is basically relying off all the, like, all the secondary superstars to kind of come yeah. in and take over. That would be that would suck, yeah, bro. That would, that would that would be a big L. Sure. That'd probably be the biggest L in NBA or sports history. But yeah, which is all be. of your stars. Or I mean, though, you know, majority would come back if not all. Them, right. You know, I mean, they're gonna be taken care of. Uh, they got all the resources, but still, like that, that'd be terrible. Yeah, I know Jason Tatum even has even said that like he's feeling some long term effects. Like his, he he doesn't have the stamp his stamina is not the same. He said it like he can't breathe mm-hmm. as easily. So like maybe a guy like him who's already have breathing problems might just be like, thanks for the thanks for the nomination, but I don't think it's I don't, in my, I don't think it's yeah. my best interest to play. So, mm-hmm. But I yeah. guess I guess it, we'll see over the next it, few weeks when they kind of put the rosters together and do their draft or whatever. Yeah, it's scary, man. It's very real. And I think I may have mentioned it last week, but it's just like, I mean, there's people out here. I know a few people that, uh, what's it called, you know, or have had that have had COVID or, you know, months later down the line are still dealing with certain certain effect, uh, after effects, you know, like the, the, the taste, smell, the lack of taste, smell type of thing mm-hmm. and other other post symptoms. And it's, it's, it's just very real and it, it sucks, man. So that... We gotta hope and pray that nothing like that would happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We gotta pray for the best health of everyone in this country as, as the as we get more people vaccinated and as the numbers the numbers are going down, which is a good sign. Yeah. So as we get more people vaccinated and we slowly kind of work our way back to a normal society, we gotta take as much precaution as we can. And I hope that when they do put on this All Star Weekend in in Atlanta, the, that first weekend of March, that. They, and like knowing them and all the money they have, they will do what they can to make sure that everything runs smoothly. Um, sure. Because the NBA is seen is like such a such a meat. The way that the NBA handles things is the way that a lot of the other leagues kind of look to the NBA to see how they handle things. Because like the mm-hmm. way the bubble was handled and all those things is like uh kind of a kind of the 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 template like the template of how these leagues should handle those things so they look like a lot of the smaller leagues look upon the nba as to what they should do so i just hope yeah and i and i i have faith that they will handle it properly and won't make any stupid mistakes or do anything to be reckless with the situation yeah i agree 
I noticed one thing, bro. I noticed um, there's no celebrity game for, again, obvious mm-hmm. reasons, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Like, that, damn. Yeah, no everything's going to be one day. Everything's going to be on March 7th. Yeah. So they're going to put it all, instead of making it a weekend with all the people, it's just going to be the one day, televise it, stream stream it for people. They can watch everything at one sitting, which will be nice that you don't have to plan it out, and you can watch everything yeah. at once. So that, that will be it'll be interesting to see how they handle it with everything at, on the same day as a yeah. way different all-star weekend than what we saw in Chicago last winter. I think it's like, I don't know, man, like I, I'm, as I'm thinking about it, I've got mixed feelings about it because on one side, I'm like, this is actually kind of interesting. Like, I like how the NBA is always willing with all-star. They're always willing to shake it up every year. Yeah. They like doing things a little bit differently to see what works and what doesn't, you know? And I think, um, with with COVID forcing this, I I think it's still a cool kind of let's try this out for one year thing to like everything be on one day. I mean, I personally enjoyed the whole weekend much more, you know, because I mean the there's nothing better than Saturday night, you know, like yeah. you know that Saturday night is dedicated to the mm-hmm. three point dunk contest, yada yada yada, you know. But I mean, given the circumstances, I. I I am intrigued and I am excited to see how how it all unfolds on on one day. So I, I think that's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. You're, what's your What's your take? I th- I agree with you. I mean, we're so used to like the weekend where Friday you have the celebrity game, Saturdays the the like all the skills challenges and the three point contest and dunk contest, and then Sunday's the game. Them putting it all in one day, like you said, the end. Like they know they like to change it up to kind of keep it fresh because. There was a period for a couple of years where it didn't feel like it was really changing much and yeah. they weren't doing a lot to it was just kind of like the same things and I think I think they realized once the dunk contest was kind of getting less and less like important or people were viewing it like not as not as intently as they were in like the early 2000s or the 90s in all those years that they know they didn't spice things up with the skills challenge bracket with the with uh, all these other things that they kind of throw in there to make it uh, interesting, so it will be it will be cool to kind of see everything at once. And um, I'm just I just hope that it go, I just hope everything goes smoothly. But I have good yeah. faith in the NBA that they will handle things properly. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I agree. Um, I don't know if Justino is listening, but Justino, if you uh, if you want to call, if you're ready to call, just kick me out. Or if there's any other callers, kick me out. <laughs> I don't think I've. I don't. I don't know if I can tell if I get a beep or if if they just kind of send him the voicemail. But um, we'll just. I'll. We'll text Justina real quick if he wants to jump in for a little All bit. Right. I think it. Uh, what's it called? From from what I can recall, I think when there's one call going on, it'll show like another. It'll yeah. show on the screen like yo, you know, like this is the number type of thing calling. <clears throat> I don't know, I think. But either way, callers, call in. <laughs> call balls dance. Yeah, if any, oh, oh, I think here's the call. All right. I, I'm getting right. another call. So, G, thank you Go for ahead, calling and I appreciate it. Oh. Yes, uh-oh. sir. And ahead, they uh they didn't I didn't pick up in time. Ah, but man. um but I'll I want to catch their next call cuz if it is Justin, he'll probably call right back. Yeah, no, go ahead, okay. bro. Thank well, you so much, man. G, thanks for calling stay, in. Stay uh, safe. Watching. Yeah, stay safe, and uh, we'll see you next week, and have a great weekend, all right, my friend? 
Thanks, yes, for, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. All right, brother. You. Take care. Thank you, you as well. Love. Thanks. All right, peace out. Peace out. Answering this. All right. We lose one host, we gain another. Yo, this is Northside Plugged. Yo, yo. Yo, can you hear me? Justino, what's good, my brother? How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing all right, man. Thanks. You're sounding good on my end. How am I sounding on your end? You are sounding great on this end. Thank you for tuning in. How Perfect. how are you doing this fine Thursday evening? I'm I'm doing all right right now. I'm, I'm I have a little pickle by the fact that uh this audio is uh is working all right cuz it's a uh, what is it? It's an AirPods knockoff for for twenty bucks, man. Oh. I'll take it. All right, I like that. <laughs> nothing like a nothing like a good knockoff brand that works as I well know, as the normal right? brand. I agree. I agree with you. There's nothing like a good feeling where you know you got something cheap and that it shouldn't last as long as it does, but it does. But it works for you because you take it good care of it and things like that. So I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that the headphone the the knockoff <laughs> right. AirPods. For some reason, he- headphones seem to be the thing for me. But uh, <laughs> I digress. It's a yeah. uh, uh, it's 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 nice. Um, I can I can move around freely and hear you clearly and have you hear me clearly. And uh, the show's been uh been going smoothly. I like the the topics going to and fro. Um, I can uh, add to any, or we can transition to to other topics. Do you want to personally talk about, or do no, you want to direct us, Mr. Dan? Well, you're 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 the caller, so I, I'd love to hear what you want to talk about first. Do you want what, what would you like to talk <clears> about, <throat> Justino? You know? Oh, you guys were talking about something earlier about something that you wanted my opinion on. Um, what was that again? Um. Hmm. Marijuana, well, it, marijuana usage as a the runner. <clears throat> yes, yes, that's and what it was. It's kind of funny. Go ahead. And it's kind of funny because I, I do kind of have a story, and it's like I can I can only I can only imagine what it, it must be to like be so naturally physically able to just do what they do at you know at that high level that it probably is boring, but. For me personally, it was always super stressful. So weed was always a way to calm down rather than like get uh, creative while I'm on this long competitive run. Like it was always like a real competition for me. And I almost like had like a pseudo, like uh, what is it, like placebo y, like uh, asthmatic symptoms and stuff. Uh, so I don't know. Smoking before I ran always helps me calm down in the sense that I, I didn't feel that, that, uh, uh, debilitating competitive hmm. I don't know feeling that sometimes I was plagued by <clears throat> hmm, that that's interesting so um, I'm curious as like a guy as a person who has distance runs in a, a more frequent basis than I have uh, I always ask people this when I ask them like what's going through your mind when you're running these long distances like is there anything specific that you would like to think about or um, I don't know how does how does how does that usually <clears throat> go for you is there something any certain music you want to listen to or things of that nature that um if i'm going on like a distance run for the sake of like oh, i'm gonna clear 12 miles or something and i do need to like occupy my time honestly when i when i was in high school i used to think about like i don't know my friends and like what their superpowers would be if they're like i don't know if they were if we lived in a fantastical i don't know I like type of, I don't know, I, I always got creative with stuff like that in my head. Naturally, I didn't ever really need weed to do that mm-hmm. uh, for the long runs. I just kind of did that naturally. Um, fun fact, uh, going to Loyola, my intention during uh, my stay at Loyola was 
novels to begin with, it um, <laughs> became more of a challenge than uh, than anything. Uh, shout out to Nick Iker actually to uh, finishing his his own novel. Shout out, uh, shout out to, to have... our friend Nick Iker all the way out in Japan. I hope he's tuning in. Um, well, I just know that he's that he's well, and uh, we, uh, we we send him love from far. Okay, so I have two follow up questions to what you just said. One, what was your superpower that you came up with for yourself if you thought about not just your friends but yourself? And two, what was the fantasy novel? What kind of what did you have any ideas of what kind of fantasy <laughs> novel you wanted to write? Oh man, I I haven't thought about this in years. Um, I was always super a big buff on like elemental type of stuff, like mm. the kind of like the the Avatar type of mm. type of uh uh. I don't want to say like theory, but like the plot lines and the the fantastical plot lines, like the manipulation of nature and stuff. Mm -hmm. I was always like, I don't know, like a, I felt like water and ice manipulation. That was kind of cool. I was always thought that was kind of my thing. Okay. And then uh, after after uh, what was it? My like my second or third trip on acid. I was like, man, like what would it be like to to just kind of like bounce through time or whatnot, or like or to exist within like certain dimensions have you ever seen the movie uh was it interstellar yes great movie um remember when he breaks the event horizon and uh what is it gets sucked into the black hole man mm -hmm. yeah right he go they like go essentially like around the drain into the black hole or whatever pretty much and like construct like a, a four or fifth dimensional like construct in three dimension just kind of exploring those types of metaphysical um, what is it called? Almost, uh, 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 there's, he's a Marvel character. Um, Dr. Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange kind of like, yeah, metaphysical bendy type mm -hmm. powers are so, always intriguing to mm -hmm. me too. I always thought like, I don't know, being able to comprehend the, the first time you ever, I don't know, experienced something like that or, or believed you have experienced something like that uh, it's kind of like a what is it a uh, a paradigm shift for the brain those things always kind of were cool to me and and people who are had explored those things and understood those things um i always i always tried to think like how 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 would people um how would powers develop uh beyond the, the typical ones like i like the, the original example of like manipulating water fire earth yada yada but that's i don't know that that gets kind of deep with it but uh yeah i i essentially had a lot of free time when i was on these runs to think to like think deep about those types of things and the variables and i don't know what what certain types of powers people in my life would would develop i don't know if we're if thinking about like purely original character development based off of people that were close to me on like a personality level uh that those are types of things that inspired me as a as a creative. Okay, I get you. I feel you there. I totally, I totally get that. I mean that Doctor Strange has always been one of my favorite Marvel characters to kind of look at, and like not necessarily my favorite mm -hmm. movie, but just like the way that he like learns his powers and gets trained by whatever the I forget whatever the place is called at, at, at whatever but like the way that you can manipulate nature into its other ways like imagine if that was possible if people mm -hmm. could suddenly just like turn something into like turn this my cell phone into like a sword or something just be able to kind of like 
switch things quickly like that. It's always interesting. It, it has always interested me about how that would go about or how like those changes would take place. Like what, because like if the, what is it? The matter, right. matter cannot be created nor destroyed. Like where does that other matter come from? And like, is it just like formed <clears throat> out of thin air because it is like really magical powers or does it come from like a energy I source within you or something like that? Have you watched Full Metal Alchemist at all? It's an anime. I have not. Full Metal Alchemist. I feel like I've, I've, I've definitely a, heard of that. There's a fully dubbed version. It's, a, it's, it's really, really, really well done. Um, it's not... It's, it's, it's kind of a long watch if, you, if, you, if it's paced well. But I believe the entirety of it is on Netflix and it's English dubbed. But ah. getting really deep into it, uh, the actual series, and it's uh, I think it's a, maybe around a hundred episodes. It's like a couple of feet. Uh, it's it, it's it's lengthy enough where you would have to segment it out. But it explores the the concepts of alchemy and uh, the conversion of matter in like a scientific scientific uh, and fantastical type of nature. But when they get into the metaphysics of it and the, like the core and the, the the whole plot behind it it really gets into like the concept of like people how, people who i don't know <clears throat> I, I don't know it it's it, it, it explores that concept that you just explained very well in a very like i don't want to say like a religious type of way but like the concept of like men who try to like become literal gods and stuff like that and it's the 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 whole core plot behind how 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 deep that goes and mm -hmm. it gets pretty deep i remember the first time i finished it thinking like damn that was that was that i don't know it it, it piqued my curiosity for for those types of uh narratives um kind of like another oh uh, there's another one that nick Iker got me onto it's called uh it's it's really it's it's much shorter than full metal alchemist but it's a uh I think it is dubbed. It was made in like the '90s. It's called uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, I've seen. And I've that seen a little a, bit of that. That is a literal acid trip in like an anime format. It's it's crazy, man. That's, that now that's a crazy. Now that's something that I've I've seen a couple episodes of this show, and that's something that's like crazy. Like I don't even know how you these have people to come you have to watch things. it in its entirety. And when you're finally done with it, you sit there and you're like, wow, that that I don't know if you've ever been on psychedelics, but that is like watching <laughs> that and understanding that from front to back, from front to back. And finishing it is the closest thing I've ever like experienced to a real life acid trip without actually <laughs> being on it. Like I think um, I'm trying to remember. I know I've seen a couple episodes of it, and then I saw I forget how he explained it to me, but there was a way that it like broke off into different branches, and then there was like a final movie or something mm -hmm. like that. <clears throat> I watched the it, final. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I watched the final movie. I remember that was like one of the things Iker showed me. I remember that just watching that being like i wish i was on psychedelics because that would this would have been and like even <laughs> it I, was which is it's an experience but like mm -hmm. um and it, it is kind of hard to make sense like unless you do like if it doesn't make sense there either there will be i don't know there I, there probably will be some times where you'll have to go beyond what is 
displayed in front of you to understand like this because there's a lot of symbolism to it but like regardless of if you if you understand the symbolism for what was intended behind it or not like the experience of like how they present this um what's it called uh deus ex machina or something or man becomes machine yep how they explore that concept and the truth to it uh and how sorry it's people coming home right now uh to, to whatever extent that uh that is literally true or a meta more on a metaphorical basis but i mean the more we think about it we're we are entering an augmented reality uh quicker than people care to care to admit what makes you say that just like the way our society's um, heading with way, vr and everything like yeah like the way in which our cell phones are literally an extension of ourselves of our identity our identity on a social on an economic on a uh sometimes on a professional standpoint uh it it represents us and the lack of it uh represents uh a statement almost like i one who truly lives to live truly wishes to live off the grid um would start by uh living without a smartphone like mm-hmm. that's it that's that's the true difference like people who like you can still live an isolated and off the grid lifestyle uh, without having a smartphone um and that will uh i don't know that'll that'll take away a layer of of how the cell phone identify or uh kind of defines a part of our identities as humans and as citizens at the same time it's it's a huge multifaceted thing that's kind of integrated into us as we i don't know kind of exist with it and grow with it in our lives yeah that's a that's a great point i've never thought about it that way and how our phones really are an extension of ourselves at this point i mean even if you look a decade ago when i was a freshman in high school um i don't even know if i had a smartphone at that point i think i was still rocking a like a a full keyboard i had a full keyboard type phone i thought like i wanted that in my phone because i was texting so much that i needed a full keyboard i don't think it was until like my sophomore junior year where i actually got a smartphone but now like if you don't have a smartphone people look at you weird like you don't have a smartphone like you have a regular flip phone what is this like the 90s (laughs) it's just funny like how there are smartphones literally i agree with you like become an extension of ourselves and like we're always connected to everything at every moment when you're holding one of these smartphones that you can find anything at any moment or join any kind of group or find anyone you can really find with this little mini computer in your hands, basically. And the way that that's kind of forcing us into um, a future where technology will become basic. I mean, technology, we we already rely on technology so much, but like, the yeah like the way that technology will become even more instrumental to how we operate on it on even the smallest of things it'll be interesting to see how we kind of move forward in that direction right and it's you know there are people like you know and people are taking a call on daddy elon man daddy, daddy elon. elon's been going on on the shows like joe rogan and kind of i mean people in that branch in that department of tech of tech and you know, specified tech and generalizing. I see, you know, uh, Elon kind of dabbling in that 
uh, that extensive tech, you know, with the rockets and the general tech for everybody, like really knocking up that, that, that net value and while investing in Bitcoin, these people who are super tech heavy and uh, the, uh, the guy who overtook, uh, uh, what's his name? Amazon founder. Bezos. Bezos, Jeff Bezos. Uh, he's a tech a tech guy. You know what I mean? The, the integration of, you know, maybe not necessarily like the new, new generation of, of like super, super tech guys, like, like Elon, the super progressive guys who are trying to change the entire world right now, but the the people who are who understand the not only of course the risk to the technology, but like first and foremost the the conveniences and the opportunities that we can have to make our lives easier and more convenient, and um, it, it goes hand in hand, I think, with teaching these kids the va- those values up front while uh while learn how to you know survive straight up like uh, kind of kind of like this texas situation where like i uh, there's there's a there's a there's a silver lining to everything where, like there's a lot of up, upgrade about this this mayor who like you know he should be doing his job a whole lot better um but you know we're we live in a day and age where like I don't know. People, we do, and I take for granted a lot of this time, a lot, a lot too. I feel like the government should be taking care of a lot more than they really should be. Like, how how able are we as an indi- as individual citizens when it comes to like you know weather based Armageddon? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. forget the whole you know other countries blowing us up because of nukes. Like, what happens when like you know, an Arctic winter rolls over and it like doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. You know, like what are we gonna do then? Like, is there a protocol for like a for a hundred day blizzard? You know, that doesn't stop. I, I don't know. Um, it's it's just something that I don't know. Taking the time to understand the value of the simple things, of the necessities, and the um, what is it? The the convenience that the technology that's, that a lot of people worked really hard to make it accessible to us and readily available to us. Uh, I don't know. Uh, be aware of all those variables as I don't know the current leaders of this agenda of this like DIY, but also DIT. This, I saw this the other day. This this concept called DIT. Do it together, and I like that first uh uh as like a second step first and foremost learn how to be diy and then we can all be dit we can do it together and i like that i like i like that being a second step to the formula yeah i like that because i mean we as a human race are meant to be social beings like we're not most meant to live on our own so yeah like you yeah. you have to figure things out on your own but like we're supposed to live in groups and societies families whatever town whatever you want to call it but it is important uh, not just yourself to know what's going on, but like the people around you and the, the way you like the, the ESIC technology, I think has just been amazing. The way that technology has advanced in even the past 20 years, like ever since mm-hmm. like the, like basically like the internet almost exploded the way technology grew because it was so easy to share things with other people. 
whether it be ideas, stories, whatever it is, or like ways to do things. Yeah. The ability to share things with someone halfway across the globe has really allowed this technology boom to really like explode and it's going to keep growing which which is even scarier because you have people like elon musk who are trying to make it so we can easily travel into space you have jeff bezos who is richer than him or not richer than him depending on what day of the week it is in all that he's doing with amazon and it's just amazing like how much these these technology-based companies have exponentially grown over the past 20 years because like when amazon first started it was just books like they were just they were just buying people like we're just buying and selling books online and that was it and now they literally mm-hmm. do everything you can think of amazon like they're just like one of the biggest companies in the world you know they made they made getting pe- getting the things that people need as accessible as they can be you know what i mean going on their app a well-oiled machine to get a lot of, of items at a good price and ship it to them for for free essentially at, at, within a predictable amount of acceptable days for all all of their customers mm-hmm. um and we live in an age now where like you know collecting back in the day remember when the value of like nabbing a, a, a like a mickey Mantle baseball card was like such a such a such a huge market for for a, children and adults alike you know and now we have a day and age where like we people will pay fiat cryptocurrency for non-fungible tokens or basically digital versions of these collectible yeah of these collectibles you know um like what, what's happening right now the nba uh top shot or whatnot they're basically taking uh snapshots or 10 second moments of of nba clips and real-time footage and they're tokenizing it and they're basically selling it in collectible i don't know in, in some in collectible ways and in, in, in waves or tiers or what they're basically yeah they're tokenizing these these nba moments and uh i believe the the top one most recent one for a lebron james moment i believe for a, a moment like last year uh, sold for a hundred thousand um, dollars, and the, the barrier to entry for these things isn't isn't too, in it's not inaccessible. It's mm-hmm. it comes down to most of the time uh, purchasing a small amount of I don't know kind of these, I guess, gambling situations, uh, a small amount which could turn into a you know, a large sum. Um, it's it's an interesting market but that's where the new wave of what people are desiring and what people are looking forward to in terms of what what they feel is a collectible or something that holds value of it's moving into a different into a different paradigm as i as i uh, talked about earlier yeah that's a good point i've seen a little bit of that on twitter um mm-hmm. and it's really um on excuse me uh matt i'll be live for about another 30 minutes ish that's all so uh 10 30 30 eastern i'll be alive until uh thanks for the question maddie's um you brought up so you brought this up and it's really interesting because i saw this on twitter the other day about these people monetizing highlights 
Yeah. Like how I don't really understand how that works, and like you kind of made it more make it make a little more sense to me. Um, and yeah, they basically take the footage, and the person, and, and there are certain instances where they will make only a, a thousand copies of that particular reel of footage that they've packaged to 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 an aesthetic an, in an aesthetic way. Um, or on a, on a scarcity type of way, or sometimes both, you know, like that one certain LeBron James clip was packaged and tokenized in a real pretty aesthetic way to be pulled up and viewed by anybody, um, but is owned by that particular person who may have, I don't know, only spent 10 or $20 on a, on like a, 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 a gamble pack or whatever, of like 10 moments or whatnot that may hold up to a little, a, may hold more value um in the future you know like tyler hero moments blew up uh during the uh this, this past finals uh, right. there's a one particular one like the, there are these moments that are being packaged and tokenized are going for hundreds of dollars thousands of dollars tens of thousands of dollars on the regular and uh whether people are particularly into the whole collecting aspect or or realm of that um is kind of is a given but also kind of irrelevant in the sense that the market in itself is there and i don't know for people who, who like me who watch a lot of basketball and basketball highlights in particular i don't know there's you get in on a certain on a certain one for a player young into his career that takes off later in a couple seasons uh but you pick up a moment or, or a couple of his early on in his career like that that or $20 investment in a couple players' moments might be worth hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, and it's it's kind of exciting to see when you are in the – because I'm kind of investing a little bit uh, in the crypto realm and getting a bit of a uh -huh. portfolio there. Right. Um, but a lot of these purchases for a lot of, like, this digital art and the scarcity aspect of it of um, are only purchasable by a lot of these crypto – decentralized financial fiat currencies um and it's i don't know it, it's it's it, it's an exciting time because it's still early enough to where like if you start setting up a dedicated portfolio you know have a little bit of money like for me i i set aside like 25 30 bucks a week to put into a certain thing whether that's a coin or an investment pretty much always digital investments or assets. Um, I don't know, either we're, we're still in a day and age where these sort of investments can see exponential growth and value. And it's really, a, for a lot of people, the only way to get in their foot in the door for those types of financial gains. Um, and it takes a while to be able to like understand the skeleton, the skeletal framework of it. But uh, I don't know, getting, getting involved i know i know a lot of g money's friends are uh involved in the crypto game i know wale is and i know uh who else is who's in it shouts out a lot of who else no i was just saying shouts out to wale that's all i was saying shouts out wale yeah I was just saying um, who yeah. else is, is in there too um uzi i believe is is in the crypto yeah. game too yeah uzi shouts came on uzi. and talked a little bit to us about the uh crypto definitely um 
Yeah, I, they definitely got into it, and I, you know, I, I remember that. I remember when we had that conversation was probably the perfect time to be putting in like, I mean, even the same amount that I'm putting in now, but would the amount that I could be getting in that market be worth so much more right now if I had just bought and held and bought and held and bought and held, I could probably have bought myself a car at this point and Mm -hmm. probably be taking care of a lot of other uh, financial strains in my life as well. Yeah. So quite honest. Yeah. Um, So to go back to the highlights real quick. So they're essentially like trading cards basically, except for highlights instead of pictures. Is that kind of how right. it is? So, so if you get like a, I'm like throw out an example. Say you get a Zion Williamson highlight in like a pack. So you so you like buy a pack of highlights, and they give them to you when you have right. like these certain highlights. But like, say it's a Zion Williamson highlight that from like he like a windmill dunk from this year, and then mm-hmm. uh, twenty or so years into the future, when Zion Williamson has become potentially like a Hall of Famer that the value of that highlight should significantly go up just like a Zion Williamson rookie card price would significantly rise as he became greater and greater as a basketball player. Because they're only making a certain amount of packs distributed per per, however uh, long is per sector for distribution for their new packs or whatever. Mm -hmm. They only make a limited amount of those packs and within those packs are a finite amount of however many cards they package within that pack and uh the because of the scarcity there um and the pairing with the nba to acquire this footage because i believe the nba is partnered with nba pop shots um Mm. in efforts to to create a digital asset and tokenize it um and have it accrue and appreciate value naturally over time by uh, by virtue of token first tokenization on a blockchain, which makes the its existence and the it, its existence one irrefutable and two uh, the tarnished ability like it doesn't tarnish like a physical object it just exists and the scarcity and the the it basically falls onto the scarcity of the of the uh, asset and the desirability of it um mm-hmm. and as long as the market continues to grow the potential for the asset to accrue and appreciate in value only goes up much like this the, the whole crypto market is just like in a complete bull run right now and much like all bull runs that will come to an end and i'm sure the whole market will just take a dump and uh, like stocks, you know what I mean? The value of uh-huh. these things go up and down and up and down and up and down. And like, you can, you know, buy it and hold it. And, you know, at one point in time, it'll probably hold a value that is much more than what you purchased, purchased it for um, wow. or not. Um, but I, with the way that people are getting into this market, um, with the type of money that's coming into this market, like the, the first and foremost, the crypto market is, uh, the Bitcoin, first and foremost, is about to overtake silver as like the seventh biggest business in the entire world at almost like 1.5 trillion. Like Bitcoin right now is over 1.1 trillion dollars in market cap. Holy smokes! Um, the entire crypto, entire crypto market is, I think, 1.5 trillion dollars in market cap. 
Um, and I believe it can be on the upwards of $2 trillion uh, in, um, in market cap, uh, if not more, depending on the appreciation of Bitcoin, uh, depending on how it bulls out and bears out and bulls out, dependent, and depending on how this whole year goes. Um, yeah, it can be an exciting time for investors and collectors and people who are trying to dabble in the digital realm and, and make money basically from the comfort of their own home and realize that that's a thing that's possible. It's something that took me a long time to realize that is possible. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, like it, there's a stigma behind like going out and making your money and working for your money, like hour per, per hour and having a consistent basis for that, which is something that is necessary to have consistent income, but to uh, neglect, investing uh in yourself through digital assets assets and creating portfolios for a, a portfolio portfolio or multiple for yourself uh i i, I felt is doing myself a disservice so i kind of dipped my toes in a little bit and it's fun to sit here and watch the market you know change over time and you know the way in which i invest my money the, the little trickles that i have to, to throw here or there um i don't know it's 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 I, it, it's just it's shaping my mind to be business positive rather than see the concept of business as like an alpha male dominated world that like I have to fuck people or excuse I'm sorry or uh, excuse me oh. I have to <laughs> screw people over excuse me I have to screw people over and like uh, I don't, it's, it's not like that anymore the world of finance is becoming more decentralized and you know, there's enough of the cake for everybody, uh, and a lot of people don't realize that yet. Yeah, I think just the whole growth of cryptocurrency, um, I mean, it kind of goes back to our technology talk where it's just it the way that it's come about and the way that it's grown on its own. It's it's amazing to me because I remember I think I, I don't remember if I told the story last week. Uh, I remember my dad telling me about how he had a student who this was like back when I, before even high school. So I was probably still in middle school, like Oh eight, Oh nine roughly. So like 12 or 13 yeah. years ago, how he had a student who told, who like told him that he should invest in Bitcoin because like, he was like, yeah, my, this kid has like a hundred dollars in Bitcoin or something like that. And like, I don't know what it is, but he told me to get by a hundred dollars, dude. 100? 10 years ago, the yeah. price of Bitcoin was like, it was pennies. It was yeah. less than a dollar. Exactly. I just, I'm just i just trying to think of how, if, uh, hopefully that kid held on until now. We're, and we're at an all-time high. Today, uh, yesterday, actually, uh, Bitcoin broke $50,000 for one Bitcoin for the first time ever, which is just Insane. so huge. And it's been, it's been seeing support. Oh, if I go back and I look, it's been seeing support for the upwards of fifty thousand dollars it's been sitting around 51 52 literally all day long it's at 51 uh 51 4 right now That's and insane. you just see to see this going see all the money coming in people buying it buying it buying it selling it selling it selling like i'm just seeing the ticks and the ticks on a minute scale and i break i i, I look out and i see the, the hourly scale and i see where it's, i see how it's been appreciating like man if it if it dumps again like just i don't know just buy more or something just, just throw a little bit of money into it and watch watch the ride go up man it's it's a it's kind of a it's a thrill it is kind of a thrill it is gambling i don't i don't uh, condone anybody do it and if you do seek 
advice through some sort of financial advisor of some way, shape, or form. I, you know, I I invest what I feel like I can afford to. Responsibly. Uh, I don't know. Right right now, I'm I've I, don't know, I made a couple hundred dollars just kind of investing here and there, like money that might have been spent otherwise. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Right now, it's just kind of sitting in a in a in an e wallet. Uh, mm-hmm appreciating value you know yeah and i mean if anyone is able to take advantage of the markets and knows what they're doing i'm all for that that's like you like you said it's gambling it's its own version of gambling it's not in Mm -hmm. the sports aspect where you're relying on an event to have like a certain event or a certain outcome whether it's just like waiting for a certain time to either buy or sell and then wait until you want to buy or sell again like it's it's um and especially with like the way the crypto's grown even over the past year the way that even bitcoin has exponentially grown over the past year or two it's it, it it'll be interesting to see like you said that more like some companies are allowed like elon wants to let people pay by bitcoin um like uber yeah. and lyft might let people pay by bitcoin it's just it'll Apple's be Apple's about to make a huge purchase a huge purchase um just these these pools of of trust funds uh are coming in and just buying up huge and huge amounts of it. Like Elon, you know, he he threw a 1.5 billion, and that bumps that bumps Bitcoin up from like 48 thousand to like 49. Like it almost tipped it over the edge, and then some company came in and like <laughs> put down like billions and billions of dollars into Bitcoin and just like pushed it over the edge. And I don't know, it's it's hard to see how all these companies like not just individual whales but whole entities companies are coming in and purchasing bitcoin it just it 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 helps me gain confidence as someone who literally just buys and holds and buys and holds and just watches the watches the market and buys and holds and when it goes down you know i buy a little bit then it goes up and appreciates it just a little bit you know like i don't put in a whole lot you know just just enough to like kind of i don't know basically have it be like a savings account with like a huge AP with the API. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, it, you know, appreciate, like I don't yeah. Have, it, yeah. And I, I don't have to it, wait like a year for instead of a year of $300 turning into $320, it's $300 turns into $520. You know, it's, it's or it could be $300 turns into $200 tomorrow. But I don't know. I, as someone who's like, been honestly doing nothing other than like working in uh, inside my island my whole my home and watching the the markets um i don't know it's, it's for if, if someone wants to get into it my advice would be just find to, to do your research on a project that if it's not bitcoin just a project that has a solid team and a foundation and uh good market cap and a lot of volume coming in and out um i don't know maybe maybe make an investment and put some money aside like my goal for all this is to get a car out of it you know once i get once i get enough to get like a you know like a like an impala or something like a 2012 chevy impala i'm gonna you know i'm gonna take my money out i'm gonna make that investment and it's something that i might not have been able to know do otherwise if it was sitting in my bank account with you know just sitting in u.s currency which is 
decreasing in value on a day for day basis. Yeah, versus the crypto. It's crazy to think about, but literally the, the, the dollar is, is losing its value as it's sitting in my bank account. It's just like, what's, what's more of a risk that like letting it sit there and trying to, trying to work hour for hour for my money, or maybe pull it over a little by little and see if it appreciates in value. And so far it's been appreciating in value. Like I'm, I'm losing, I'm losing confidence in the traditional banking system day by day. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's what I think our uh, the the masses or maybe even the government is more afraid of is that if these cryptocurrencies become too strong, then and then the dollar just the U.S. dollar just becomes irrelevant. Like that might be a scary that might be a future that we would see, but how the 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 government is not prepared for that. Like they have no, just like we were talking, they don't have a plan for a snowpocalypse to last a hundred days. They probably don't have a plan for if the dollar suddenly crashes and we all rely on cryptocurrency. Like it, we, the yeah. future, the future is very unpredictable in that way. Where if the t- technology gets bigger and more people start investing in this cryptocurrency, if the do- the dollar Great. might just you know, significantly an unhealthy, an unhealthy form of gambling would be to I don't know, say take your stimulus check and put all of that into cryptocurrency. That would be bad gambling. That is a form of of. Uh, what is that that's 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 gambling right there that's yeah. that's a sickness that's right an there. extreme um point. i don't know but taking taking like 20 20 bucks every couple of weeks and investing it and putting that into a portfolio i don't know how that's how that's really a problem but i digress yeah just just like uh you should gamble responsible you should invest responsibly and not get careless with it it works both ways because both yeah. are um uh-huh. sorry there were comments coming in uh, just the way that I don't know. The, apparently, G Money said China is trying to move towards only digital currency. Uh, that's interesting. China's always in the forefront of those kind of things. Uh, Mark Eve says, "Game." Man, they're fomoing real quick. <laughs> they're yeah. fomoing and super hard. I mean, they they China loves to move fast on everything, so I'm not surprised that they're going to be might try to be the first ones to move only digital currency. I'm just really curious how that'll work when they. Do business with other countries because no other other no other country is like gonna strictly be digital when they do it i don't even know if like the u.s like would the u.s accept a payment of cryptocurrency or like not not necessarily the u.s but like any country would they accept a crypto pa- payment like how would they i wonder what that standard or what that those guidelines would kind of be like in terms it, it depends on who trickles in like if if Apple really is going to make a big purchase in like as an entity, as a business, if they are going to make a purchase in cryptocurrency, then I don't know. It's it's not like they're going to start. They're, they're, they're making that investment for the long run. You know what I mean? So like a $1 billion investment in Bitcoin now could be, I don't know, a, could be $2 billion by the end of the, you know, which is a huge difference, you know? Right. Exactly. Uh, do you have do you have any um, yeah. do you have any uh, Matt Eves who works for a bank said digital banking is the way to go. No one goes to a bank branch that will translate to crypto. That's a great point because no one, especially with the pandemic now, no one will no one wants to see a banker face to face. Like the only time I've gone to a physical bank in the past couple of years was when I actually needed a check, and because I don't have a checkbook, I needed a check for like certain things. That's the only times I've gone to the bank. So that's a very good point that digital banking is going to be the way. It goes, and that will translate to cryptocurrency. That's a good point, Matt. Thank you for saying that. 
there are a lot of there are a couple stable coins that are tethered to the U.S. dollar that you know some sometimes when people get scared about the price of Bitcoin they they all flood into like tether or U.S. dollar coin that has withstood the test of time if I'm looking correctly like they don't like tether which is the most popular. Me, um, so I'm gonna read the comments. Meeves, a bad form of gambling is also betting the Bruins on the puck line in 2021. Um, yeah, I I wish I knew more about hockey. That means now. more to you. I don't know what that see, means. <laughs> see, the puck line is basically minus one and a half or plus one and a half goals. Basically, if they win by two goals, um, the, I don't watch enough hockey to know, but I'm kind of agree with based on what he texts me about his gambling habits that betting the Bruins is never a good idea, or at least puck line. I don't know about over goals and everything. Betting hockey has always been a mystery to me. I can kind of understand betting other sports, but betting hockey is going to be a mystery because I just don't want. I just don't That's watch an as much hockey. That's thing, you I, know. I, like yeah, there's some people that have an instinct for it, you know what I mean? And like I don't. I know certain people that just can like can call it, and they, you know they've lost a lot, and you know it's you know I'm sure they have their own regrets to deal with. But like I've seen them make some pretty decent ass calls and make a decent amount of money from it. You know, it's 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 its own thing. You know, you just got to be smart with it. Everything in moderation, and you know, as G Money said, everything. You know, you know, or as you said too, is every too much a bad, too much of anything is is never a good thing. Yeah. So please uh, drink responsibly, smoke responsibly, gamble yeah. respon- responsibly, and uh, and invest responsibly, and drive safely. You know, find what I what I like to ask people all the time is like I, I like to ask people if they have any form of creative outlet you know if you don't have somewhere some to 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 express yourself other than that isn't you know just destructive to your to yourself in one way shape or form uh, you like to draw write mm-hmm. shoot photos make videos yeah some uh, sort go of go on the radio man it, it's a form it's a form of like I'll go kickboxing mm-hmm Something, something. Go to, go to, go dancing. Yeah, something as a release you know? from the norm to kind of let those, right. those bad, that bad, those bad vibes or whatever, just out of your, whatever you need to get out of your system, just to let it out. Some sort yeah. of outlet that isn't detrimental to your bank account as much as gambling or investing can be if you're not smart about it. <clears throat> but there are smart gambling and there is smart investing. It just you got you just got to be aware of what you're doing and just know what you're doing because if you're not if you're careless then it could be really bad for you in the long term. Right. I wish we had. I wish that you know. I, we got to talk a little bit more uh, about basketball next week. Uh, I know I kind of got went off on a on a on a financial <laughs> tangent as a very much non-financial advisor or financial connoisseur of any type. Um, because there's a lot of good sports happening, and there's a lot of good stuff to talk about. But I guess, like, just talking about, I guess, uh, seeing a lot of those uh, non-fungible token, those tokenization, those the, the moments, the NBA moments was, a, it's a really important thing tethered into the NBA is something that we talk about. Oh, definitely something that I I might consider looking at as another form of investment. And I don't know, maybe even something that like I don't, I don't know how much do you, what how would you say, Daniel, that uh, what sports do you watch the most out of all sports? That's a good question. I guess out of all the sports I watch the most, based on percentage of games played, uh, I guess football would be the correct answer. Only because there's... Or, uh, what, 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 
sports do you feel like you have the best eye for? Like, you could look at a player and be like, at, early in his career, and be like, that kid's special. Ooh, that's a, now that's a good question. I'd probably say baseball. That's a different question. I would say I would I say baseball. Have up with that. I well, the, but that yeah, it's a different question. I would say baseball only because I'm just, I've always been a baseball person and I love reading about the prospects and like who's coming up in what system and things like that. So I'd probably say baseball in terms of knowing where star who's going to be a star and who's going to fall off on the next like having a awareness of who's going to be the next like LeBron or like in in terms of that right. that, that sport. I'd probably say baseball for me personally. It'd be interesting how 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 they could digitize an asset that would entice collectors to basically form a market around it. You know, with with NBA, it's easy with the highlights and like you know they have outfield outfielder highlights and stuff. So I don't know, maybe players like Javi Baez might be the most I don't know sought after type of tokenization in the digital market. Mm. Um, but I don't, I don't know, maybe the I don't know of any other. Uh, companies other than nba top shot that does that or something that i that's something i might invest in but uh i don't know i don't know any other like popular ones on the on the on the uprise right now it's a it's a pretty new and young market um but yeah i don't know i would i would, I would encourage people who feel like they have an eye for the, for any particular sport to take a look and see if there's a market for those types of digital that digital assets where maybe you could go out and through some at a cheap rate right now and i don't know they might be able to appreciate in value uh yeah over time yeah being patient yeah i'm definitely gonna actually look into this nba top shot and maybe potentially invest i don't know if i'll actually throw money but i'm definitely gonna read up on it and kind of look into it because now i'm i'm very very curious about this kind of the way that they're monetizing highlights in moments it's very intriguing to me and i'm very curious about that matt you are correct i was the one who put the si cover of bryce harper in my middle school time capsule um that was me it was the cover where he was like but like to be fair on that cover he was like 15 years old and he was everyone was like oh this is the next babe ruth so like everyone saw that coming but like well an interesting thing is like with the increase in these types of digital markets, it only elevates like the the value of uh, these more physical assets. Like as as time goes on, it's like if the, these markets continue to be more popular digitally, those physical assets are going to increase in value or, or only going to increase in value. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you have a, a, any sort of stash of physical memorabilia. Um, but I feel like continuing to hold on to those is only going to uh, benefit people in the, uh, for the future. Yeah, I got a few things stored away. I won't be giving up my secrets, but I got a few things that might be worth something. Oh, someday. you have some secrets, Dan? I, just, have, some I have some memorabilia. Let's just put it at that. That might appreciate in value. In um... I got. I'll tell you one that I know probably won't. And it's kind of a. It's funny because we got it at the tail end of his career. We got it when when this guy was like still a big deal and people talked about him before people kind of like i don't know what was uh excommunicated him from the baseball world oh pete rose no uh sammy sosa i had to sign sammy sosa ball and a his rookie card oh poor sammy i know man sammy the man deserves to be in the hall of fame that's it stinks i think everyone was uh, we had this discussion but i uh, we talked about it when the voting came out, but I think everyone who did that steroids in that era should deserve to be in because they were just better for the sport in general, no matter what the old heads yeah. are saying. 
But I'd hang on to that because he might get a veterans vote in a couple in like a couple years or so, and that might be worth some real money. So definitely hold on to that. Don't right. I are... did see him popping up in a couple of documentaries and stuff, but only as like a you know he lives in his basically where he where he came from and like you know he doesn't really interact with the with the NBA or the, I'm sorry the MLB world anymore. Yeah, he's still period. not he's still not allowed at Wrigley. They have not allowed. He hasn't come back since he's retired as a player. Huh. So I hope I hope I hope I hope the Cubs organization opens up because he deserves to be there and he does honestly twenty one should be retired as a Cubs jersey. I think anyone who was a Cubs yeah. fan in the nineties would agree that the man was was instrumental to the game at that moment and deserves to be recognized. For sure, as such. like him and Moises and Aramis, bro. Mm-hmm. They, like they had such a man. That was just such a stacked team back then. They had Mark. They had. Uh, Prior, no, prior was a couple years away. I mean, Kerry Wood, Greg Maddox. Kerry Wood, <laughs> Greg Maddox, bro, I remember. Didn't he come out of retirement or something like that? Uh, play with him? I think so. Let me look at that real quick. Now I'm curious about this, about those early Cubs teams. Shouts out Greg Maddox. I remember just the hype of, like, Greg Maddox coming either, like, to the Cubs or back to the Cubs or something like that. That was back in the day, man. That was like, like oh, at least a, dec- a decade, over a decade ago. Uh, yeah, I guess no, it was like 2005, almost two decades ago, almost 15, at least fifteen years ago. Yeah, it was around at like least. it was around oh five, oh six, around that time. Shout and Gina Money, shouts out Alfonso Soriano. That guy was a beast. Shouts out Alfonso Soriano. Right. Loved Alfonso Soriano. That was actually my first Cubs jersey. My mom came to visit Chicago when I was in high school, and she asked me, do you want a Cubs shirt? And I was like, yeah, I want a Cubs shirt. And she got me Alfonso Soriano because that's who I wanted because he was – he. I, that was around when he was doing 40 homer, 40 stolen bases. Like, the man was a machine. Shouts out Alfonso Soriano. Cubs. All right, just, you know, any last-minute thoughts before I kind of wrap up the show here? Anything else you want to lead, lead, uh, uh, end off with? No, sir. I won't uh, dominate the rest of the airwaves for the night. Uh, I'll leave you with that. It was nice talking to you. Yeah, I'm sure we'll oh, reconvene sometime oh, before always, next week. Always a pleasure. Just, you know, I hope to see you next week, and I hope to see you soon. And good luck with the crypto. Keep investing and keep being smart about that stuff, all right? Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. All right. Thank you, my friend. Have a great night. You too. Peace. Woo. Jermaine Die. Yeah, that 05 White Sox team was a wagon, G Money. That's very true. That team was a wagon. So, uh, thank you to both my co hosts for calling in and making this solo show 100% easier because it allowed me to bounce a conversation with one of them easily through our Skype line. I'm sorry to everyone else who wanted to call in uh, that you didn't get a chance to. Um, I just had my two my two co-hosts call in and take up about 100% of that time, which is totally fine. Um, hold on, I'm making some notes for the podcast because if you're not aware of it, uh, we release all of our shows on two digital podcasts. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, you know, Apple, Spotify, Google, um, wherever you listen to spot, podcasts, you can find Northside Plugged. Uh, I'll get it up sometime tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon-ish, and... If you, uh, I know you like to watch us because you like to see our beautiful faces on YouTube Live. 
But if you just want to hear our beautiful voices while you're walking or doing work or things like that, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Just search Northside Plugged wherever you listen to podcasts and you can find us that way. Uh, I want to thank everyone, uh, both my co-hosts for calling in. I want to thank everyone who tuned in. Uh, thank you to everyone who commented. Uh, G-Money staying with the chat. Coop for leading me in. Pet and Emily for getting on early. And then, of course, Mark and Matt Eves for doing well at, at McG's and leading the charge always as they do at McGuigan's, cl- uh, closing it down over there in Whitman, Mass. Um, we'll be back next week. Um no Ramblers games this weekend. Don't worry, people. They'll be back next weekend. Uh, no Ramblers games this weekend. Um, if you can, get outside and get outside as much as you can. I know there's a lot of snow out there. For some people, it's supposed to snow later. Um, I know it's a couple inches are coming to the East Coast. I was talking to my parents. So I hope you all have a great weekend. Um, watch some good movies. I'm planning on watching a lot of good movies this weekend. Um, Shouts out to Meebs. I'm actually going to finish season four of Sopranos this week. I'm probably going to finish that tomorrow, Meebs. I promise you. Uh, the new WandaVision I'm going to watch tomorrow. Whoever's a WandaVision guy, please let me know if you're a WandaVision person because that show is so good right now. Um, what else am I watching? Shameless, really good if you're a Chicago person. Uh, I'm going to watch Godfathers 1 and 2 because I feel like you have to watch those at least once a year, and it's about time for me to re-catch up on those. Um, and Judas and the Black Messiah on HBO Max. That's that's on my number one like go-to that just released. I need to watch that because it has... Um, I always forget the guy's name. Daniel something from Get Out and Lakeith Stansfield, who's honestly one of my favorite actors in Hollywood right now because everything he's in, I think, is just fantastic. So thanks again for everyone for tuning in. Uh, Thanks, G-Money, for thanking everyone in the chat a second time. Always need reassurance there. Um, Yeah, I appreciate you all for tuning in as always, and uh, I hope you all have a great rest of your Thursday. I hope you have a great weekend, and we'll see you all next week. I love you guys so much. I love everyone who tunes into our shows, and I really mean that. I love and appreciate everyone who tunes into what we do because without anyone tuning in and without anyone listening to us, it's not even worth doing at the end of the day. But when I see all these comments and when people call in or when people tell me they listen, it makes it just makes my heart warm. And it really makes me feel better about what we do, and I promise we're going to keep getting better and better as time goes on. So, um, yeah. Anything else to sign off with? Anything else that I wanted to talk about? I'm trying to think before I sign off here. No, I don't think so. Go Ramblers. Have a weekend. Have some beverages. Have a lot of good beverages. Responsibly, of course. Responsibly. Everything responsibly, people. And I love you all. Thank you.